This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Good morning. Welcome into Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I am Jay White, your host, and I am here with uh, Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg, and Wilts Couture, IT expert at Newcore Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. We want to hear from you this morning. You got any problems going on uh, with any of your technology, questions, comments? You want to tell us a story, uh, something ridiculous, or what's making your tech world go round, as I like to say? 877-MPB-RING is the number. That's 877 877- Six seven two seven four six four. We've got all the news from uh, a pretty busy week in consumer electronics and technology, and um, whether it's phones, TVs, uh, computers, uh, streaming games, streaming of games, or uh, whatever else. Again, it's eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And uh, before we get into it, just a couple of the things we're looking at. Got some uh, some major features on uh, the impending release, uh, the the impending worldwide release. It has been um, it has been trickling into some different phone manufacturers, but soon it will be available to all Android uh, manufacturers. But Android 11 is coming soon, uh, and we've got some features that are pretty interesting. I ask uh, uh, Jeremy specifically, our uh, champion of Android about that. Um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the, the evolving war, uh, and that's, that's pushing it, uh, the evolving uh, slap-happy fight between Epic Games and uh, their major product, Fortnite, and Apple, and uh, their, uh, their fancy rules for their, uh, their uh, iOS store platform. And uh, they have. There was a, a suit put out by Epic Games against Apple in August. Apple has countersued here in September, and some of the verbiage they use is hilarious. And uh, we'll talk a little about that. Apple also has uh, has shared a look inside its first ever floating store. I was uh, I was at the uh, the the week after they opened their. Big new fancy store in Chicago, right on the river uh, in downtown, which is basically like all glass except for parts of the roof. It's a very fancy looking thing. Inside of there, they sell iPhones. So it's kind of like every other Apple store in that regard. But uh, uh, a floating store. So that's fun. Uh, And there's a whole lot of other stuff, including T-Mobile detailing its plans to give free Internet to 10 million students at home. Uh, Amazon Alexa for residential uh, is going to let uh, the voice assistant power apartment complexes. It's interesting. Um, Super Mario Brothers is 35 years old, and uh, uh, I know all of us have played Mario of some sort of fashion at some some time or another. And um, they Nintendo has unleashed a a bevy of Mario-related products, updated versions of games and remasters and things like that, including uh, bringing a lot of the older versions of the game to new platforms, which is pretty cool. But 35 years old, Super Mario Brothers, and we could talk about that as well, and uh, a whole lot of other stuff uh, going on over the last week. Uh, But let's uh, get right into it. Wilts, we missed you last week. How's everything going? Oh, man, pretty good. Back at the uh, office this week. All right. So, How about that, huh? Yeah. 
a little bit of normalcy is coming back. Uh, yeah, I told the boss, it's like, dang, you mean I got to start wearing pants again? But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. The commute's a little bit longer. And, uh, and yeah, so it's all good. It's, been, it's actually kind of nice to get on back and start seeing some folks again. I'm sure my wife was getting tired of looking at me every day. So <laughs> That is good. It's good you remember the way to work, huh? Well, I had to put in the GPS. But yeah. yeah you know. had to retrain yourself a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, how are things going? How's uh, been? How's life been at the shop over the last week or so? Oh, things are good, man. Um, we uh, we just been staying busy, the usual grind, you know. <laughs> uh, still working on uh, getting this uh, this guy's build finished, and he's got some more stuff he wants me to put in it. So, um, I should have it finished up sometime next week. But uh, we were very grateful to uh, take off Monday for Labor Day. And uh, yesterday I was out in the field most of the time, so I've been playing catch-up this morning. Nice, nice. Let's get right into it again. Uh, 877-MPB-RING is the number, 877-672-7464. Guys, Apple is going to seek damages from Epic Games, the maker of um, uh, Fortnite, uh, for breach of App Store contract. How about this? They're going to seek damages for allegedly breaching its contract with the iOS App Store in a new escalation of the two companies' ongoing legal fight. Uh, the move came in a filing entered uh, yesterday alongside counterclaims for unjust enrichment and torturous interference with Apple's relationship with its customers. Torturous. Torturous. Yes. Uh, Epic's flagrant. I think a lot of things that are torturous, but you know, um, I don't know. I'm just not seeing the, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not seeing that in the legal documents here. I mean, I can't believe they're going to go that far. Epic's flagrant disregard for its contractual commitments and other misconduct has caused significant harm, uh, to Apple. You know what? It doesn't say torturous. It's, it's, uh, tortious. I I I totally messed that up. I, maybe I wanted it to be torturous. Torturous is more fun, right? Yeah, but so yeah, maybe not not torturous. My apologies for that. But okay, here we go. Uh, Epic, not not torturous at all. Uh, Epic's flagrant disregard for contractual commitments and other misconduct has caused significant harm to Apple. Significant harm, fellas. Uh, left unchecked. Now, here's here's the big here's the big finish right here. Right, left unchecked. Epic's conduct threatens the very existence of the iOS ecosystem and its tremendous value to consumers. Uh, uh, tremendous value. Yes. Um, this is legal play. I mean, they have to say, okay, they're saying that we're doing this. And this is no good. So now we're going to say that they're hurting our ecosystem. It's just a finger pointing match at this point. Yeah. But they have to prove, they have to prove everything in court. So Epic's got to say, uh, well, this is hurting everybody more, and they've got uh, full draconian control over all this stuff. Uh, so Apple's just playing uh, smoke and mirrors here. It is. Yeah, the only thing they really had to stand on, though, is if they have a contract and they agree to a contract to do certain things, if they can prove that they went against that contract, that that's the only, you know, all the other little finger pointing is one thing. But, well, you know, when it comes to contracts, uh, those are for people, not for courtrooms. So, <laughs> you know, you get a good enough lawyer, he's going to be able to find enough legalese to wiggle through. Well, it wasn't very clear in this section here. Uh, the, the dialogue <laughs> is very, uh, very obscure. So now that's torturous it, dealing with attorneys. That's the to- that's the torturous part. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say it is interesting, though, that if I mean, regardless of whether or not, from a moral standpoint, or excuse me, from an ethical standpoint, whether uh, Epic has a point, if they do have a contract that specifically lays out. Uh, you know, how consumers are supposed to have access to certain upgrades and products and things like that. And they've moved in a different direction. Apple does have some of somewhat of a leg to stand on, uh, regardless of how torturous they've made this uh, the wording in this lawsuit. Uh, Epic sued Apple back in August after the company's hit game Fortnite was removed from the iOS app store over the implementation of an unauthorized payment system 
that was uh, filed on August the 13th. It alleges that Apple is violating antitrust law using its total control over iOS to extract a commission for all software that passes through the App Store. And all that stuff is true. Uh, now, whether I, Apple is violating antitrust, that's for the Supreme Court to figure out. And that's a whole slippery slope. Ask every major sport uh, in the United States, which are all multi-billion dollar businesses and they're all not considered uh, interstate commerce. That's a whole other show with a whole other different topic that I did like five years ago. Um, Apple's filing comes in response to an exhaustive motion for a preliminary injunction filed by Epic over the weekend. Tuesday's filing lays out a range of defenses against that motion. I feel like we're doing in legal terms here. I should pass all this stuff off to Liz. Uh, among other claims, Apple maintains there were legitimate business justifications for all of the actions it undertook, which would undercut a broader antitrust claim. Quote, at all times, Apple's conduct was reasonable and its actions were undertaken in good faith to advance legitimate business interests and had the effect of promoting, encouraging and increasing competition. Now, that gets a whole lot closer to, I think, what is in reality Apple's truth. That's not a, a, a grandiose overstatement of the damages that have been done to them by Epic. But what do you guys think about that statement right there? Apple saying at all times, uh, we, our conduct conduct was reasonable and its actions were undertaken in good faith to advance legitimate business interests and had the effect of promoting, encouraging and increasing competition. What do you guys think about that statement from Apple? I don't think that this encourages or promotes competition in any way because you have to go through their little ecosystem in order to do it, and you have to play by their rules. There is no competition. This is like – that's like saying, oh, yeah, uh, the, I, I'm the emperor up here watching in the Coliseum, and, um, and there are the two people down there competing for a piece of bread. This is It's bogus. I would say – the analogy that I would take, and, and we'll, I'll go back to the thing that I compare the antitrust with, like the, the major sports leagues in the United States, I would say that Apple looks at themselves as, let's say, they think they're the National Football League. And their platform, their iOS store is like the game of football. And the competition that they're talking about is all of the different teams and their games against each other. I think what makes this a little bit different, though, is that Epic and their product, Fortnite, has kind of become bigger than what it, it's almost like a team becoming bigger than the game of football. And so it's almost like how what Apple is is defining as competition isn't really in the universe of what Fortnite is dealing with anymore. Like when it was first put on there, it was just another game and another app like all the other apps. But now it's this whole thing that's bigger than basically everything else in its industry, and that's made the situation different. Now, I don't know how, how, if that makes how the wording and their contracts with each other apply differently. I don't know. But I think that's kind of where Apple's coming from. Wilts, you got a thought on, on what they said here, Apple? Well, I mean, the big one that comes all the way down, it comes down to intent. What is the intent of doing this? Is the intent – of one company or the other trying to see, okay, can we can we find the, the, the gray line in here to kind of slip through and get what we want because we want it? Yep. You know, I mean, I, I'm kind of on the fence with it because at the end of the day, the, the Apple store is Apple's. So it's like they kind of like, you know, it's kind of like Walmart. They set the rules for what's going on inside of their store, and if you don't like what's going on inside of their store, go next door to Dollar General or Kroger or go somewhere else and, you know, um, go over to Google Play. So, you know, there, there's that aspect of it. It's like, yeah, it, it is it is their playground. And if you want to come in and play on their playground, you got to kind of play by their rules. Now, if they're making their rules unfair and they're treating, you know, company A this way and they're treating company B this way because, hey, they have a lot more money on over here, that to me becomes a problem of it. But if the rules are – as long as the rules are consistently applied to everyone um, – I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a bunch of billionaires just sitting here fighting over, you know, a couple of dollars. And it's like, come on. Uh, I mean, even in, even in gaming, you know, Sony's got exclusives. Microsoft's got exclusives. Yeah. And they have games that they share between the two platforms. It's like, you know, uh, and however, those, I don't know how those kind of things come about. But 
It's like you're not playing Halo on a PlayStation 4, no matter how bad you want to play Halo on a PlayStation 4. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, That's a good analogy. You know, I mean, I would hate to see it come down to say you're not going to play Fortnite on an iPhone. I think that that's almost going too extreme, but it's just, I, I honestly, I don't know enough about it to, you know, sit there and say who's doing this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, it, I think it does come down to intent. What are they intending? You know, are they intending to treat Epic differently than they treat everybody else? Or is Epic wanting specialized treatment different from everybody else? And as long as they're keeping it as a plan, evil, even playing field, I just think, you know, it's a lot of tit for tat and finger pointing. Yeah. I think Epic's argument is that this stifles developers' ability to really make something. Like, they're saying, like, oh, well, no matter what we do, there's always going to be this percentage that's cut out of everything we do. And that's fine if, you know, like, for example, you know, if you want to sell something online, you can set up a PayPal store, you could go through Shopify, or you could set up your own app store. If you go through those established channels, then they take a, a certain percentage of everything you make. And I guess their their argument is that they're just they're taking too much. And so if that's the case, then I, I think they do have a case. And I do think that their their main argument is going to be that this is going to limit our developers' abilities to want to continue to create for these platforms. And the bigger argument is there is no other platform like this to develop for. Yeah. There are two types of phones out there, Android and iPhone. You can argue for the other little guys if you want to, but the big guys control it all, and that's the problem. And I think that's that's where the the antitrust thing comes in because iOS controls such a portion of the cell phone market and Massive. and there in turn the the games and apps market with their their iOS app store that I mean they can determine you know whatever they want to whatever percentage of sales they want to charge for add-on products and things like that but the question is, I mean, because they control so much of it, they can kind of dictate as a, as a, as opposed to a fair price. They can basically dictate whatever they want that price to be. And I think that's where the antitrust question comes in. Uh, so there's a lot of layers to this, and I'm interested how this will go forward. Ultimately, I think it might be a situation where the legal wrangling allows them to dissolve their current deal and basically allow Epic to negotiate individually with Apple on a different structure, a different structure of percentages. Because, I mean, I think Apple, I mean, Apple could get along without Fortnite and Fortnite could get along without, without Apple, but it would hurt both of them to not have each other. So, I mean, ultimately, I think they're just trying to figure out a way to to get to a new means to an end. Let's go to the phones. 877-MPB-RING is the number. 877-672-7464. Kathy is up, wants to uh, comment this morning. Kathy, good morning. Hey, good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. Okay, good. I'm at work, but I just wanted to just pass on one thing that was funny and then ask a question. I was listening to everything you were saying, which was interesting, but the thing about Apple being tortured to say in my mind that it's too <laughs> So I, I could just picture, like, your cartoon is doing a little thing about that too hard with Apple being tortured by, by them and all of that. But that was funny. But my question <laughs> is about, you said uh, Android 11 is coming out. Could you explain what you mean, Android 11? Because I was thinking you were saying a Samsung 11, but... I'm going to get off the phone, but could you explain that, Android 11? We certainly will, Kathy, and we appreciate the call this morning. All right, what we'll do is um, we'll take our first break here, and when we come back, we'll talk about Android 11, uh, which will be, uh, I'm certain Jeremy will be excited to talk about this and less having to uh, talk about the dealings between Apple and Epic Games. But yeah, uh, Android 11, it's the, the latest, uh, the latest, newest updated version of the uh, operating system for Android phones and different things like that. And uh, I've got a, a whole list of uh, features for uh, the, the new Android 11 that is already in some phones 
some some phones distributed around, uh, but soon will be in, in uh, an update for all phones. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. 877-MPB-RING is the number, 877-672-7464. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio, and we'll be right back. contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jay here with Jeremy and Wiltz. We appreciate you listening this morning. 1-877-MPB-RING is the number, 877-672-7464. About to dig into uh, some Android 11 talk here in just a moment. But first, we've got uh, on the phones uh, Tony, who is in Hattiesburg. Tony, thanks for calling this morning. Hey, how you doing? All right. What's going on, man? Well, yeah, I was listening to your conversation about Epic and Apple. And my take on it is this: I'm, I'm in agreement to one of your one of your panel where he said that it's Apple's format, so they should be able to regulate what they, you know, who comes in and who doesn't. What I think the answer is going to be is Apple needs to come down on the thirty percent that they're talking about taking and go ahead and, and, and put a requirement that uh, that Epic handles their own back office because a lot of the cost involved with Apple is Apple having to. Make sure there's no viruses getting brought in through Fortnite and all of that. And that back office costs money for those technicians. So I say just move that cost back to Epic and then mm-hmm. lower the cost. I'm sorry. And lower the cost. You see what I'm saying? What Lower the percentage they're taking out, but make them have to pay for their own back office. And they have to meet a certain criteria in order for, that, for them to get on their, their platform. So Epic already has most of that implementation and as far as the uh, the back office you refer to, that's the uh, app screening process that Apple requires for every single app that goes through. That is not something that Apple's going to get rid of because that's more of a, a peace of mind feature for their users than anything because any app in the App Store has to be approved by Apple. So that does cut down on malicious applications. Not entirely, but it, it, it cuts down on them a lot. So that type of screening will not go away. And as far as I know, that doesn't, that, that's not any uh, extra expense. That's just part of their screening process. But Epic already has their own store. And that's part of the issue is that they want to be able to sell in-game currency through their applications, no matter what device they're using. And neither Google nor Apple will allow this. And so now it's going to the courts. Yeah. So you just have to ask yourself, was it the, the egg before the chicken because okay <laughs> okay Fortnite you wouldn't be as big as you was if it wasn't for Apple platform now that you don't got big too big for your bridges now you're trying to go on your own well then there's a cost to that that's the American way I mean I don't think that Apple is doing antitrust stuff I mean that's competition you're gonna have to grow into it or, or make your own platform that's that's how you grow not not the, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't stifle the developers it should make the developers challenge the developers to come up with their own way of doing it come up with another another way of doing it I mean they don't got reason well, on, on Apple I, now all of a sudden I think Tony to your point a little bit this is this is the kind of how they're going about doing it you know because I think I think they're they are trying to kind of I mean they have outgrown. Um, needing the Apple platform for the same kind of uh, functionality as almost, you know, 99.9% of the rest of the market. But at the same time, they're still being 
uh, and I, I mean rightfully held to the contract that they have with Apple, which I think is your point. But at, I mean, this is kind of the way I think they're going about either circumventing the contract or dissolving it and being able to renegotiate it somehow or another. But yeah. I mean, they've got to they've got to do this wrangling. Uh, otherwise, Apple's just going to be like, "No, nah, man, we've got a deal. Stick to the deal. You have to stick yeah, to the deal." You know? Yeah. I think so, like, yeah, the, the deal was fine whenever you were first starting off your company, but now that your company's gotten a little bit bigger, we want a different deal. And it's like, like that's my thing. Is like as long as they're evenly applying it, whether it's you know, J White Software Development Company or it's you know, we call it torturous Epic, games. The other large company. It, it, it's yeah, I'm, I'm kind of almost thinking the same way. Like whenever I whenever I publish my books and put them on Amazon, I get charged the exact same rate that John Grisham gets charged to put them on there. There's no difference between me and him. And you know, I'd be pretty ticked if I was the little guy and he got special treatment just because he was bigger than me. Well, the uh, the the precedence that's being set here is that this opens the door for anybody. It's not just Epic. That's that's what's so cool about this is that Epic took their millions uh and and took a a battle that i think they've been planning for a while and they use fortnite to pass the buck on this thing because like i said epic has had their own app store for uh, at least a year or two now and fortnite came out back in 2017 and wasn't actually released on the mobile platforms until april of 2018 so they they had a while to, to kind of build up their following. Then after they got it on mobile and they got it in the hands of all the kids, they, they, they had the numbers to fight this with. And not a lot of developers do. Most developers are far, far too small. It's just one or two guys in, in, a, in a garage, you know, the way most <laughs> of these companies started out. And now they gobble them up just like they got gobbled up. So it's just I think that this is a good thing. For the marketplace, I think it really will lead to better apps and better development. Uh, but it, it, it just depends on how it pans out because this isn't just Epic and Apple anymore. This is this is the app stores as a whole and seeing them almost as publicly available utilities rather than privately owned um, applications or uh, stores. Well, okay. Well, thanks. You know, that's just my take on it. I just feel like, you know, we shouldn't start. I mean... It's good. It's good to start because Fortnite. Three years from now, Fortnite is going to be a uh, past history, just like Call of Duty or something like that. <laughs> and we done changed all these rules for the next guy to come up and say, you know, you, you see what I'm saying? I, I like. I, I'm an inventor myself, and I like the fact that okay, I Tommy. like to be challenged. I like to be challenged, and if you if you got that in, in, in place for me to be challenged, then that's what keep uh, keep everything fair. So it, that's my opinion. But thanks for. Uh, Taking my call. All Thank right, you. Tony, man, great call. Great conversation. Um, and I, I appreciate uh, your perspective on it. Uh, one layer I do want to, for folks who don't play Fortnite or haven't played Fortnite or don't know what it is or don't care, uh, but are interested in the conversation here, I think a, a key note to be known about Fortnite is that the game itself is free. And so that makes the revenue split on in-game purchases um what's the word i'm looking for here uh vital essential uh that 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 is it makes it it's not like so it's not like they're they're selling epic is selling bazillions of these games at 50 bucks a pop on every platform the game is completely free to download and play uh, and so now once you get in the game, you can accelerate your character and your player and his or her ability uh, with in-app purchases. And, and that's where the money is made. And so I think that's why it's a it, it, it's a little bit different because there are obviously a lot of games that, you know, you you pay to buy up front. And then that makes uh, it a little bit less of an issue with the revenue split in in-app purchases, but for Epic and this game, Fortnite specifically, it's a big, big deal because the the game up front is all expense for Epic, and the revenue is in, in entirely in the in-app purchases. 877-MPB-RING is the number, 877-672-7464. Let's go to uh, Alan and Brandon. Alan, thanks for calling. Hey, Jay, Jeremy, and Wilt. Hope you all are all doing well. 
Yeah, I know everybody's getting tired of uh, talking about Epic versus Apple, but I'm, I'm going to comment too. Torturous. First of vocabulary. First of vocabulary, the word torturous, T O R T U O U S, doesn't mean to torture somebody. It means full of twists and turns. So uh, 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 I don't know how it's spelled. I hadn't actually read the legal claim, but T O R T I O U S yes. is, uh, is related to a tort or a, a legal claim. That's that's but, uh, what it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, but uh, anyway. Uh, 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 just a vocabulary lesson, and then uh, the uh, I, I have to agree with what Wilt said. I mean, l- l- let's face it: who of us, when we're having to pay our money to somebody, doesn't want to pay less? I mean, really. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I know I'm simplifying this, but you, you know, if if Apple's applying their rules fairly, I mean, sure, everybody that's in the App Store, and that's why Apple, that's why you can't download stuff. From your Kindle app, when you're when you're in the Kindle app on your iPhone, because Amazon doesn't want to shell over whatever that percentage is that Apple gets. So uh, you know there are ways around this, but but I have to agree, they got the benefit of the Apple of Apple of the App Store, and uh, you know whether Apple's getting too much. I mean, let's face it. Once a company gets as big as Apple is, people are going to take pot shots at them all the time, <laughs> whether you, whether it's Apple or Amazon or any of these guys. But you know, I, they, I, I, they just I, opened I, a floating store in Singapore, an yeah, Apple yeah, store that talking. floats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe the flo- personally, I'd rather have my store on solid ground. But hey, I, I guess maybe they're different in Singapore. But. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, when you get into a contract, I mean, you got to read all the fine print and, you know, hopefully get the deal you want. But, you know, once you get successful, you're, you're going to want to bite back and, you know, and, and renegotiate. So, so. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, that, that, that's your prerogative, but, uh, you, you, the other party may or may not agree with you. That, that's, and that's, uh, that, 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 that's part of a, a capitalistic society that we live in. That's so, it. There you go. My two cents, and they're worth about uh, a penny. So there you go. Y'all, yeah, <laughs> a y'all, quarter y'all more than mine. Care. Thank you, sir. Alan, we appreciate the call. All right, here we go. Android 11, guys. It is. Um, it has launched, and here are some of the features. Um, hang on just a second. Lost my uh, note here. All right. Jeremy, number one, how, how excited are you? What it is. Before we jump into what, what, what all the features are, let's uh-huh. talk about what it is. Yes, sir. So first off, Android 11 is our yearly update to Android. If you have a Samsung or an LG or a Motorola or a Sony or a OnePlus or a Google phone, gosh, what a mouthful of phones. Um, <laughs> you are running some version of Android now. Um, given the age of your phone, you might be running 8, 9, 10... Um, or you might be about to get a, uh, a notification that Android 11 is available. Um, it doesn't. It, it's not super crucial that you have the latest version of Android running on your phone. However, you know you do get a few new bells and whistles. Um, at this point, it's mostly minor improvements over what's already there because Android 10 is already pretty pretty beefy uh as it is um but there are uh there are a few new features they've they've added some embellishments to the power menu and they've uh made their media player less terrible um (laughs) they've integrated bubbles into the notification system and you might be familiar with bubbles if you've used facebook messenger yeah um whenever out of the app you'll notice that the person that you're talking to is a little chat head floating on the side there. Um, So there's going to be uh, bubbles like that integrated into Android, but they will work for different apps, not just uh, Facebook Messenger. Um, The notifications are going to be receiving uh, some improvements in the way that they're handled. Um, You can put them into different categories like silent, default, and priority, which will allow you to get notifications from certain apps, even if you're in, say, do not disturb mode. That Um, sounds exciting. Prioritizing notifications sounds pretty exciting, actually, to me. Honestly, that's the biggest uh, improvement that I see here as far as my personal usage would go, because 
there's always seemingly some app that the notification just comes through at an inopportune time. And to have full control over that is going to be great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of app control, uh, there's more restrictive permissions. Uh, you can set it to where the phone will prompt you every time you open an app if you want it to uh, to enable usage of certain things like your microphone, your camera, your location, sensors, etc. Um, also, this is something that's been available on Samsung's, but I guess other vendors have been slipping. Uh, there is a way to record your screen activity. So you can, you know, a lot of people like to do screen grabs of uh, Facebook videos and different things like that. Uh, but there hasn't been a good way built into Android itself. Well, now there will be. So you can record screen activity. Um, let's see. There is a notification history. Okay, so this is a big deal because I don't know about you, but I've just been sitting on my computer and all of a sudden I would hear my phone go, ding. And then I'd look over and go, what did it ding for? And I'd look at the notifications and there's nothing there. That's super frustrating. So we're finally going to be able to have a way of narrowing down where those notifications are coming from by being able to look at the notification history. And you can see exactly what it was that just went ding. So I'm looking forward to that because I've got a, I've got uh, a rogue app on my own phone that just mysteriously just <laughs> chimes once in a while. And I don't know what it does or what it's doing. Uh, but it's doing something. Um, Plus, also, too, if, really if you have if you if you don't have a wrangle on your notifications sometimes and those things can be like, for example, if you if you do like I do and sometimes you go through and you're like, hey, I'm going to try some new stuff and you download a series of apps just to kind of, you know, to tinker around with. And then all of a sudden, you know, before you know it. Like the next day, you've got 7,000 notifications from those new things that you're trying out in the middle and mixed in, shuffled in nicely uh, amongst all of those notifications are the ones you need. And, man, it's really hard to sift through that stuff sometimes. And I know sometimes I've just hit the clear button just to just to wipe all of that stuff out. And I would love a way And you're talking about the notifications history. I would love a way to be able to go back and find some of that stuff you know, not retroactively, but kind of in the state it was when it was, you know, important to me at that particular time. So that's, that's a comp. Uh, the other uh, big feature or update that I saw that I really liked is the ability to pin apps in the share menu. So if you're on Android and you have a picture, you want to send somebody, you hit the share button and then you get this little menu that pops up and it's, you know, your messaging app and so forth. Well, you can actually pin applications in that menu rather than it using your most recent stuff, yeah. which is really useful because I send a lot of uh, attachments through certain apps to certain people frequently. So to be able to have a shortcut to do so rather than to go through each individual app and tap on that person, that's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. I hope that that will be contact specific and not just app specific, but we'll see. Um, did I miss anything, Jay? I know. I mean, I think you covered uh, the major points right there. Uh, a lot of people think that, in spite of all of the things that you just talked about, a lot of people that you mentioned Android ten was was a a hefty upgrade over the previous versions, and a lot of people think that this is kind of kind of a not a not a patch over, but just kind of a uh, a holdover until uh, bigger things with Android twelve. Do you uh, assume that? I just, you know, after a while of using this thing, I, I think it's pretty well set. At this point, we just need some security updates. I mean, as far as features go, uh, personally, my phone is loaded with them. So these little bitty updates and improvements are, are nice. But honestly, I mean, I could live without them and just use my phone as it is now. As far as being antsy for the latest update, no, not really. Because, you know, with every update comes a new uh, can of worms in uh, bugs and uh, abilities to use things. I do hope uh, that there are some improvements coming for the uh, camera on the uh, the Note 20 Ultra because it's a uh, little grainy. Interesting. Interesting. All right, let's take a break right here. When we come back, we'll get back into our conversation uh, from a little bit earlier on. we got John and Madison and Buddy and Olive Branch on the lines. Guys, hang on. We're going to get a break in here real fast. Come back and get right back to you. 
This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. The number is 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. The driving conversation today has been about uh, Epic Games and their product Fortnite and the battle that they are having over uh, control of uh, revenue from in-game purchases, essentially, uh, with Apple and the iOS store. We'd love to hear from you again. It's 877 877- MPB Ring, that's 877-672-7464. This is Everyday Tech. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you have Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes. That was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. You can call us up, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. If you want to go back and then listen to uh, today's show a little bit later on or uh, any of our previous shows, they're archived at MP, excuse me, everydaytech.mpbonline.org. Also available anywhere you can download your podcasts uh, and the MPB public media app, free in the iTunes and Google Play Store. It's also available on Spotify, I should let you know, and YouTube is uh, uh, our uh, podcast provider has uh, worked their way into YouTube's world, so we're excited about that. And uh, you can follow uh, or uh, subscribe to Mississippi Public Broadcasting on YouTube, and uh, you'll get notified uh, whenever we get those videos uh, uploaded to to YouTube. And uh, with... Uh, no further delay. Let's go to the phones. We had a couple of guys uh, patiently waiting for us. John is up first. He's in Madison. John, thanks for calling in. Yeah, hi. Um, I guess I just had a comment about Epic, which I think a lot of people are familiar with, obviously, from Fortnite. But in its own right, Epic is a little bit of a monopoly itself. A lot of software uses the Unreal Engine, which is developed and sold by Epic. And I know that there are millions and millions of dollars in royalties that are paid every year to Epic on that context. So it's just a little ironic, I guess, that they would be challenging Apple on those terms. But it it does sort of – it is helpful to think about the fact that Apple, um, you know, they're not giving their phones away. So the 30% that they're charging to developers does seem a little bit unconscionable. So um, that, I guess that was just my comment is a lot of people might not really be familiar with Epic uh, – outside of Fortnite, but they do kind of similar stuff. Very interesting. That's a, that is a great point, and we appreciate that, John. Thanks for calling in this morning. All right. Thank you, guys. Like the show. Bye. All right. Thanks a lot. You know, he he says um, that Epic is, is just as big. They're, they're definitely very large, yes. And that's one thing that's not to be ignored about this, because they could, in fact, do the same thing. But they created the Epic App Store because Steam had pretty much monopolized the entire PC gaming side of things. So they make it look like, hey, we're doing this for everybody. Even though it benefits their bottom line massively, it's a huge win if they win. It's a huge win for everybody if they win. And that's why a lot of speculation is that they've got a uh, a legal standing on this and that they just might win this thing. 
some of the games, by the way, uh, he mentioned uh, the Unreal Engine. Um, some, just some of the games. Um, I'm looking through a long list of games. Um, Mortal oh, Kombat. Yeah. Com- Mortal, Mortal- Right. Uh, Mortal Kombat uh, uh, is one of those. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Um, there's uh, a whole lot more. That's just some of them. And those are on uh, previous uh, generations of the Unreal Engine. I believe uh, FIFA is on that now, which, I mean, that in itself. I mean, FIFA, EA Sports makes a billion dollars on in-game app sales on FIFA by itself a billion plus per year but there i mean nba 2k uh runs on that engine uh there's all sorts of stuff i'm looking at a a gigantic list of different games uh but uh See, one thing about this argument though is that there's not just one or two engines to develop video games there are dozens uh unreal being a big one but unreal not being the only one uh, Unity is also a really big one. So developers have a lot of choice as to what uh, engine they want to develop their games with. Yeah. But when it comes to what app store they want to sell it on, they got very limited options. I think it, it, the the devil's advocate, to your point there, would be, yes, there are a lot of different engines, but how good is this versus, versus most of the other one? Like how... How advantageous is it for a developer to be able to uh, utilize this engine as opposed to some of the other ones? And that's, I mean, that's way above my pay scale, so I don't know. But, I mean, the product that they have may be that good enough that it puts them in a in a tremendously good position of negotiation with people who want to license uh, the engine for their games. I guess that's how that works, is that they license the engine for their games. But... Uh, that that is another interesting uh, take, and it's one that I had not thought of about how, uh, at the same time, they are trying to work on uh, Apple about their platform and and what they deem unfair use. And I guess it could be argued uh, its opinion anyway, but it could be argued that they have a platform of their own that they largely dictate fair use, <laughs> uh, which is very interesting. Um, what if, what if uh, the FIFAs and the Tom Clancy Rainbow Sixes came back and said, you know what, we want to kind of renegotiate what we're paying to you. Sure. And, you know, and it's they, like they could be opening Pandora's box, I mean, in a way, because, yeah, I mean, you're right, there is a very limited, there's limited app stores, but there's also got to be something, There's there's, you know, there's a reason it's kind of came down to those two. They do what they do very well. I mean, the App Store for Apple works very well. The Google Play Store, it works very well. There's been a lot of development by those companies to give us a concise location to go to to find these items, to update these items every time they update, to keep everything all you know clean. You know, there's we, we forget that piece, too. I mean, it's like I understand they are the big 800-pound gorilla in the room, but, but you know, we've we just get done talking about Android and bringing out Android 11 and all the different features and everything that's going there. They're, they're developers as well. I mean, they're, they're doing this stuff. I mean, so. So there's, there's a little bit of a difference here, guys, because the Unreal Engine, if you have a small project, it's totally free. You know, there is no 30% no matter who you are type thing. Also, it says in the case of a $3,000 profit, developers should pay a 5% royalty. Well, that's a darn sight lower than 30%. So I definitely understand the argument, but I would say that this is a lot more fair than uh, an app store that makes billions every week. Well, I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, you're, you're teaching me new stuff right there. I mean, uh, the, the fact that they have a sliding scale specifically for, for minor developers, is that's a good point as well. So learning a lot today. Um, let's think, take, let's take our call so. from, oh. sorry, let, let, let's sneak in buddy here before it's too late. He's been patient with us as okay. well. Buddy from Olive Branch. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Good morning. I've got a screwy problem. I've got a, a, a pixel, a pixel P3 from uh, Google and, uh, I just, uh, uploaded or downloaded, uh, 11 this morning, but historically I have a problem if I get uh, somebody sends me a picture or a video, and they send it to me via message. I can't open it. 
But if they send it to me in Messenger, I can open it okay. And is this an Android iOS conflict or what? It shouldn't be. Um, That sounds like something uh, specifically going on on your phone. Now, since you've done the upgrade, are you able to receive pictures or you haven't been able to test it yet? I haven't had a chance to check it yet. I thought I'd catch y'all because y'all were on air today. Okay, so an upgrade like going to Android 11 should be a major enough upgrade that it should uh, it should update some modules on your phone as far as the messaging program and all that. Um, yeah. Try the new update to see if that works. Now, I will say uh, pictures are always slower if you send them through MMS or texting, um, but they should come through eventually. Uh, I myself I- use Facebook more often to send images and things because they go through much faster, but they should come through. But uh, definitely follow up with us and let us know if version 11 has uh, resolved your issue. Okay, though. All right, I'll give it a shot. Thanks. All right, buddy. We appreciate it. Thanks for uh, being patient with us. That's an interesting tip. If you're going to send uh, photos or, or specific types of media, go ahead and use Facebook Messenger, huh? I'm sorry, I missed that last part. I was reading a message Will sent me in the uh, group chat. <laughs> I was going to say, it's an interesting a little tip right there. If you're going to send you know, photos or some different types of media, uh, quicker to use Facebook, huh? Yes, because your, your data is always going to come through faster. If you've, if you've got access to data, it's, it's always going to come through faster, yeah. Very cool. All right, so there's going to be plenty of stuff that we uh, throw up on the show page that we did not get to today because uh, we had – a lot of conversation and a lot of opinions, which is very cool. I, I appreciated. Um, it seems like, uh, again, as I said before, it's a it's torturous how many layers there are in this story, and a lot of people have uh, uh, perspectives that come from a lot of different angles and learned a lot of different things. Uh, so very very cool, very good conversation. Um, and so we're going to have some stories. Uh, about um, Google's phone app coming to more devices that's uh, uh, going to be updated. Uh, T-Mobile uh, with its plan to give free Internet to 10 million students at home. Uh, how about this, guys? A story about digital pregnancy tests, right, that are almost as powerful as the original IBM PC. How far have we come? And also, uh, again, the story about Super Mario Brothers turning 35. One of my sons is geeked. All of this new Super Mario Brothers stuff, including Super Mario Brothers Royale, where they make levels and 35 players at a time work through the app or through the uh, level against each other. Hey, stay tuned. Coming up, Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart next on MPB Think Radio. Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. 